Hello everyone and welcome to Music for a While. I'm Jay Nordlinger, music critic of the New Criterion. Well, we've had a coronation. I realize I'm American, not British, but I mean we the world. Isn't everyone interested to some degree? If it's time for a coronation, it's time for Zadok the Priest, Handel's great anthem from 1727. He wrote it for the coronation of George II. It has been played and sung at every British coronation since, I understand. Handel was German, of course, but I once heard him described as an honorary Englishman. He could be as English as anyone. He could also be as Italian as anyone, certainly in his operas. What a talented guy. Zadok the Priest, the coronation anthem, has a marvelous, ingenious build-up, a build-up in the orchestra. Then the chorus bursts forth with these words, Zadok the priest and Nathan the prophet anointed Solomon king. Thrilling the way Handel handles it. Sorry, no wordplay intended. Absolutely thrilling. Let's hear this anthem, or hear it again if you heard it from London the other day. Play it again, George Frederick.
Zadok the Priest, the coronation anthem by George Frederick Handel, played by the English Concert with the Choir of Westminster Abbey, conducted by Trevor Pinnock. That recording was made in 1982, when Elizabeth II had reigned 30 years. She would have 40 more to go. Again, I'm Jay Nordlinger of The New Criterion, bringing you music for a while. If you'd like to write to me, the address is nordlinger at newcriterion.com. If you'd like to sponsor our podcast, please let us know. The Metropolitan Opera staged a new production of Don Giovanni, the masterpiece by Mozart, one of them. The opera was beautifully sung, I said in my review, beautifully sung. That may seem a prosaic or unnecessary thing to say, I continued. These are opera singers at the highest level. Of course they sang beautifully. But consider this. In a Giovanni, you want the singing to be well-articulated, incisive, characterful. Beauty may be an afterthought or a bonus. On this particular night, there was an unusual amount of beauty coming from the stage. Start with the baritone in the title role, Peter Maté, the Swede. I'm going to skip ahead a little. As Giovanni, Maté sang creamily. I have never written that about a Giovanni, and expect never to do so again. When he sang a serenade or some other seduction, you could hardly blame the target for succumbing. All right, I'm done with my reading. The Met recorded Peter Maté during rehearsal, a rehearsal with piano. Let's hear him sing Don Giovanni's Serenade, with a little extra at the end, as the opera continues. Sarah 
we have heard Peter Maté, the Swedish baritone, sing the serenade from Mozart's Don Giovanni with the pianist Jonathan C. Kelly. Well, Leroy Anderson is known for light classics, such unforgettables as The Typewriter, Blue Tango, and Sleigh Ride. He was such an interesting fellow, Anderson. In addition to being a composer, he was an intellectual and scholar who worked in U.S. intelligence. In 1953, he wrote a piano concerto, a concerto in C. It was performed a few times, but then he withdrew it, thinking it weak. In later years, he thought of revising it, but died before he could do so. I'll skip a few details to say, the concerto was recorded by the Cincinnati Pops in 1992. Stuart Goodyear is the pianist, Eric Kunzel the conductor. I think we should hear the final movement, marked Allegro Vivo. The music is both fun and serious. Listening to it, I'm reminded of a Shostakovich piano concerto, the second one, playful and filled with piano exercises. Let me note that Shostakovich wrote that concerto after Anderson wrote his. In the Anderson, there is a touch of the Western, a la Copland in Rodeo. There is an allusion to the Grieg piano concerto, I think. There are the sounds and spirit of an American marching band. I don't know. It's Leroy Anderson. This music is Andersonian. Here we go.
how about that? Kind of neat. The third and final movement, Allegro Vivo, of the Piano Concerto in C by Leroy Anderson. The pianist was Stuart Goodyear with the Cincinnati Pops Orchestra, conducted by Eric Kunzel. Let's go back to that Don Giovanni, the Giovanni at the Metropolitan Opera. It was conducted by Natalie Stutzman. So what, you say? So this. She was or is a singer, a contralto. Lots of instrumentalists become conductors. Very, very few singers do. Dietrich Fischer Dieskau gave it a go, not too successfully. You've heard of play conducting. That's when a pianist, it's usually a pianist, plays a Mozart concerto or something and conducts it from the keyboard. Well, in the past, Natalie Stutzman has sing-conducted. She has sung and conducted at the same time. Let's hear her do this in a recording from 2017. Earlier in the podcast, I spoke of George Frederick Handel as an honorary Italian. Well, we'll hear an aria from his opera Alcina. A mio cor schernito sei. Natalie Stutzman is singing and conducting Orfeo 55, an ensemble she founded. Talented, talented woman.
from Handel's opera Alcina, the aria A Mio Cor Schernito Sei. The singer was Natalie Stutzman, the French contralto, and the orchestra was Orfeo 55, conducted by the singer herself. You know the swan from the Carnival of the Animals by Saint-Saëns. Leopold Godofsky, the pianist, made an arrangement of it, a great arrangement. It is one of the best piano arrangements ever done. In Carnegie Hall recently, Beatrice Rana played it as an encore. I said it sounded like a consolation. Liszt wrote six pieces by that title, Consolation. The Saint-Saëns Godofsky Swan could be another one. Listen to this ingenious and enchanting thing, played by a late great Russian, Nikolai Petrov. The Swan by Saint-Saëns, arranged for piano by Leopold Godofsky and played by the ineffable, masterly, 
Nikolai Petrov. Honestly, Godofsky outdid himself in that piece, and so did Sassons. The Verona Quartet came to play a concert at Weil Recital Hall. Reviewing it, I wrote, The group began with Grazina Batsevich and her string quartet number four. It's springtime for Batsevich, I thought. This was an exaggeration. Earlier this season, the New York Philharmonic played her overture for orchestra. Batsevich was a Pole who lived from 1909 to 1969. Her string quartet number four is a canny and immediately endearing work, building the classical into the modern. That's classical with a capital C, modern with a capital M. Yes, I do admire this work. Undergirt by brainy musical craftsmanship, it gives pleasure. We'll hear the first movement, the first five minutes or so of the first movement, played by the Ludoslawski Quartet, or, if I can attempt a Polish pronunciation, Ludoslawski Quartet. Ah, anyway, this is Batsevich.
from the String Quartet Number no. 4 by Grazina Batsevich. Our performers were the Ludoslavsky Quartet. In March, Virginia Zayani, the great Romanian soprano, passed away. She was born in 1925. She is esteemed by other singers. She is less known to the public. Angela Gheorghiu, another great Romanian soprano, Yes, I do mean great, and this will be universally acknowledged when it's safe. Told me some years ago that Zayani was like a mother to her. What shall we hear her in? How about Poveri Fiori, the aria from Adriano Lecouvreur by Chilea? I don't know when or where the performance took place, but it is live, as the burst of applause at the end tells us. The Great Virginia Zayani.
the late Virginia Zayani in Poveri Fiori from Chilea's opera Adriana Lecouvrar. Leopold Godofsky did a lot of arranging, of Bach not least. There is scarcely anything more beautiful, simple and beautiful, than his treatment of the Andante from the Sonata No. 2 in A minor for violin, solo violin, unaccompanied violin. The Andante, the song, if you will, is in C major. This is what Godofsky does to it. Our pianist is Konstantin Sherbakov. Thank you, Bach. Thank you, Godofsky. And thank you, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>